welcome back to the Process Podcast with me, your host, Danielle Copperman. As you can probably tell, I'm a little bit ill like most people in the world right now, I'm sure. But I wanted to start off the podcast this year with a New Year episode, something that we could all kind of use together as a way to reflect on the year that's passed, set intentions for the year to come, and just kind of think about what we want to achieve, how we want to feel, and how we can kind of get the most out of the new year and feel as good as possible. First of all, I also want to apologise that I didn't really manage to keep up with the podcast much last year, towards the end of the year, and that was because as things started opening up a little bit more in the world, I was travelling a lot more, working a lot more away from home, And I just couldn't keep up with the schedule of posting podcast episodes every week as I was originally. And I didn't want it to become something that just added to the stress in my life or just became something felt I had to do or that felt like a chore. So I kind of just let it run its course and do its own thing. And I think it will now become more of a sporadic thing. So not as regular as before, but as regularly as I possibly can because I really, really enjoy it. I love speaking to guests, I love interviewing such amazing, interesting people and I love sharing it with you guys and the feedback that I've had has been so inspiring and encouraging. So it's definitely something I want to prioritise more this year, but it just may not always be as regular. And hopefully you'll keep checking in and it will provide you with enough content throughout the year to uh, yeah keep you inspired and provide interesting pieces of wisdom that can add to your lives in some way. So I wanted to start this year with an episode, I guess you could call it a mini workshop, just because I think it's such a nice time, more open and more spacious, to sit down and reflect as well as to think about the year ahead and what we want to achieve. I know for some people this time of year can also be a little overwhelming. There's a lot of pressure induced by collective mentality and also of course the media to renew and invent yourself, to set goals, to list down everything you want to achieve all at once. But in fact, making a list like that on the 1st of January kind of takes the fun out of the natural flow and the unknown of the year to come as well. And I know that the unknown is generally the part of things that we're most scared of and it's very unsettling and unnerving and it definitely breeds fear and doubt but there's also so much power in kind of learning to embrace the unknown and appreciate it and kind of feel more excited about it because if we set goals and our year went exactly as we'd outlined exactly as we'd planned step by step it wouldn't really be very fun there's not much room for movement There's definitely not much room for anything else to come in, anything that may be even better than the things we have planned for ourselves. So for me, it's all about kind of embracing the unknown, letting go, clearing space, setting goals, but also having confidence to know that sometimes things that you want to achieve in life may come through differently. They may take time to come through. They may not come through at all because they may not just be right for you despite you thinking they are. And listing things down can be really, really helpful. And I think it's a great way to start the year. We will do some list making in this episode too, together. But it's just about not getting too firmly tied to them and really learning to practice openness as well. The way society has kind of created this like quite chaotic start to the year, it's like we're all quite desperately trying to figure out what we want to do, what we want to change. 
instantly feel like we have to improve ourselves and there's a lot of pressure that builds up around that. It also sets us off to a year built around and dictated by success too. And I think there is a balance to be achieved here between planning, making lists and setting goals and on the other hand setting intentions, getting clear on what you want but not binding yourself too tightly to any kind of outcome or putting too much importance in what you need to achieve either. So this session is about reflecting on the past year to clear space, to enhance gratitude, to identify things you want to let go of, to identify things you want to work towards more and to ensure you go into the new year with clarity, feeling empowered, confident and more positive. Don't stress if you're feeling stuck or you're not sure what direction to go in. Many of us go through that at many different times of the year and many different times of our lives. Clarity comes in its own time and it can be ever-changing, just like our wants and needs are too. But your subconscious probably has some clues for you and is usually the best place to start. So doing work like this, doing journaling and just spending some time with yourself, doing self-inquiry like this, it's a really, really good place to start because you get deep down under the layers of your true self and also just you get to know yourself, you get to kind of evaluate your life a little bit and it's a really, really good practice to kind of gain clarity and to ensure that you essentially enjoy your life and are not just going through the motions. And whilst we're here, I want to just emphasise that on your list of goals should be to practice and prioritise more self-compassion and self-worth while strengthening your relationship with fear, reducing limiting beliefs and self-critical mental clutter and finding a practice to cultivate more positivity, acceptance and openness in life in general. These are the main things that help me feel balanced, present, content, empowered and confident, whilst also being able to let go and trust the process in full comfort and anticipation. We'll go more into those in the final section of this workshop where we look at habits and how we can kind of nurture ourselves more day to day. So hopefully you will come across this session in the new year before you get swept up in the speed of life that inevitably happens as things return to their normal rhythm after the holidays. We'll start with some reflection on the year just past, then we'll work on setting intentions and then we'll look at developing habits and regular practices to ensure you feel good as often as possible and remain aligned with your goals and visions. So without further ado, let's get into it. Part one, reflection. Start by thinking about what you enjoyed most in the year that's just gone by. What did you enjoy? What made you feel happy? What made you feel most alive? Most content? Perhaps what made you feel most you and most like your true self and most at ease and most in flow? You can pause the podcast here if you want to take some time to think and write down your answers. Next, bring to mind what made you unhappy. Were there things that drained you energetically? Were there things that upset you? Were there really difficult times, things you really struggled with? Were there things that made you really uncomfortable? Things that felt just not easy, really like a struggle? Also think about things that really induce stress and anxiety in your life this year. Associate these feelings with things and moments, maybe experiences and people in your life, because those feelings are generally a reflection of a deeper problem. And if they're triggered in any situation, it's generally a sign that something needs to change. 
Again, you can pause the episode here to spend some time thinking on these answers and to write them down as you can after every question. Now think about the biggest lesson you learned this year. Maybe there are a few and that's okay too. Just think about things you learned, things you maybe didn't know before, things that have really sunk in this year. Think about what initiated the lesson and how you really felt it finally came through. Next, what do you wish you had done more of this year? Maybe it's something you enjoy, maybe it's something you wanted to work on, maybe it's something you didn't do at all but you wish you had. Think about this, make a list and try to make a mental note to make this a priority this year. We definitely need to do more of the things that we enjoy, unapologetically. And what do you wish you'd done less of? There may have been things based on the above that you didn't enjoy or that didn't make you happy that you can let go of. Or they may just be things that you no longer enjoy or no longer light you up. They might be things that are not aligned with your goals in life or your goals for this year. And it's not necessarily about cutting things out or cutting people off completely. It's just about prioritizing yourself more and developing a life that you truly enjoy by filling it with more positive things and spending less time on things that don't serve you or that you don't really value. And finally, think about the biggest success of the last year. There may be several and that's fine. Just think about what you really feel like you achieved, something you really felt was a huge success in your life or maybe a small success. You could also think about things that you manifested that were on your list before or that you'd wanted to achieve for ages. I do this quite often for things that I've really wanted to achieve or things that I'd like to do more of. And if they come through, I always write them down because it really helps me to keep visualizing, keep manifesting, but really appreciate things and keep positive in trusting the process and knowing that it works. Part two intention. So writing lists or making vision boards may be things that you're already familiar with and these are things that I do quite often. I love to do them this time of year and actually last night I spent a lot of time just thinking and writing things down, organising my thoughts and it felt really cleansing but also I really gained a lot of clarity too. So you can either write a list or you can create a vision board or you can do both but Think about the things that you most want to achieve. They may not be goals or things, but feelings too. So you may want to cultivate more happiness, more self-love, more self-compassion, more self-worth. But it can also, of course, be family-related, career-related. These goals can be just about anything. So start by writing a list of the things you really want to achieve this year. And if you want to make a vision board later, you can draw from this list. Pause the podcast here to write down your answers. Now looking at your list, which may be different to last year, but it may also include similar things from previous intentions. Look at your list and think about what blocked you from achieving these things last year or what's blocking you from achieving them right now. Think about anything that stops you or scares you from going for them. This can take a while and you can really get deep with this. You can 
identify things that are blocking you, but you can also question them and explore them a little bit longer. So pause the podcast here to think about this for a while and to write down your answers. Now looking at what you've just written down, think about how you can reframe these things. So how you can think differently or anything that's perhaps a negative thought or a negative belief about yourself. Do something that in the law of attraction we call pivoting. So you kind of flip it into a more positive affirmation or belief. So for example, if you think I'm not educated enough for this, you'd pivot that into something more like I'm still learning and that's what will encourage you to work more towards these goals. There are many different ways to pivot, but generally it's looking at what you've written down, which if they're blocks, they're generally going to be negative or just unhelpful and not encouraging. So think about how you can look at them differently, how you can reframe them and how you can put a bit of a more positive spin on them. You can also look at them and think, are they true? You need to really dig deep and it's about understanding why these things are stopping you from living the life you actually want to live and if there's no truth or real fact that they lie on they can just be prohibiting you for no reason and usually they're just worries or thoughts that keep you small and they'll end up ruining your life and not giving you much encouragement to do the things you really want to do and that actually feel good. Now based on the above Write down three to five affirmations that help to make you feel empowered and more confident. These affirmations should help you feel more worthy to go for the goals that you have in mind. And they should just be positive and encouraging. So most of the time we default to really having negative self-talk and limiting beliefs and we rarely sit down and give ourselves an encouraging pep talk. Having affirmations like this, whether you repeat them every day, whether you come back to them regularly, or whether you just write them down now and you never see them again, it's a really powerful way to just change the way that you're speaking to yourself and change the beliefs you have about yourself too. Part three, practice. Now we're going to look at what things we can do to make sure we're in a kind of high vibe and feeling good and aligned with our goals but also just feeling positive and open day to day as much as possible. It's not always consistent, it's not going to be every day that you wake up feeling great and empowered but these are things that really do help. So first of all think about what helps you feel good on an individual level, a personal level, what helps you feel good, what makes you feel good could be an exercise it could be an activity it could be watching a movie it could be spending time with certain people it could be eating good food it could be anything so just write down anything that comes up that makes you feel good and pause the podcast here to write down your answers next look at what habits you dropped this year maybe there are things that you wanted to do more consistently than you did or that you just didn't do at all that you wanted to Maybe there are some habits that you want to take up again and do more consistently this year. So think about, based on the list above, things that make you feel good and habits that make you feel good and that could really support you and what you want to do more of this year. Next, think about the things you consume day to day. So this isn't just food. This can also be people, energy, content, 
things like news, things you're seeing on social media, anything that you consume mentally or physically. And think about what makes you feel good and what makes you feel bad. This will kind of be similar to the first list you made of things that make you feel good, but you'll also identify things that make you feel less good and things you can kind of filter out of your day-to-day habits and your daily routine. Next, list five habits that you want to do more this year for your mental and physical well-being. So based on all of your answers from before, this is a really concise list of five simple habits that can be actionable and that are realistic things you can do. And it doesn't have to be every day. There's no pressure and no expectation. List down things you know already that work for you and that make you feel good, that you know you need to do more of. And your list here will just be a reminder for any times in the future that you may need it. Part four, daily rituals and recommendations. So in this section, I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of the things that help me feel good and stay in a really fresh and positive mindset most days not every day but things that I come back to again and again and I often need to remind myself too of these things but they're things that help create space in my life help to reduce stress and anxiety and fear they help to reduce any sense of pressure help me to kind of trust the process go through life day by day and be more present so first of all cultivating An openness mindset is really important. You may be setting these goals and you may really want to achieve them, but having an open mind means that you're open to them coming whenever they're meant to, and you're open for things to change along the way too. So being open basically just helps you to not be so fixated on an outcome or on achieving one specific thing, and it helps you not to be closed-minded as well, which some of us can be if we have our own goals, our own ideals, our own kind of opinions. Openness isn't just important for your individual life and for achieving goals and attracting things like that, but it's also a really key kind of mindset and mentality to have when communicating with others and when just going through life and dealing with everything that's thrown at us, especially recently with the pandemic, the environment and so many other things that are happening at the moment. Next, acceptance is also a really important mindset to be able to kind of hold and keep with you as much as possible. Again, this is also really helpful when communicating with others, accepting others' opinions, accepting the way people are, but also accepting what is and what's happening in life. So accepting anything that might be happening. It might be really painful, it might be really uncomfortable, it might be really not something you want to deal with might make you feel super unworthy, super incapable, it might make you feel like you're taking 10 steps back in your journey where you're usually feeling so positive and open. But acceptance is so key for not trying to resist what's happening and accepting it and knowing that anything uncomfortable is just here to help you grow and prepare for things in the future. Having this acceptance mindset, it really helps you to understand that it's not just you and your life and that you're part of something bigger and accepting what's happening on its own agenda is nothing personal to you, you're not being victimised, it's not just bad luck, it's about accepting and not resisting what's happening. And also because the more resistance you have against things, the less easeful life is going to feel, the less happy, positive, motivated you're going to feel too. 
Finally, keeping a positive mindset as well. We all know this one's really important, but it's really difficult too. It's just about trying to consci consciously choose this every day. So if something's going wrong, trying to keep positive, trying to reframe the way you're reacting to it, trying to keep positive over time, even if your goals aren't coming or they still feel really far away. Just positivity is so powerful on a deep subconscious level and it also improves your relationships and just the way you feel day to day and there can be so many things that come up during the day that really are negative and make you feel really miserable but as much as possible if you can try to focus on what's positive you'll feel so much better and in turn you won't have this like huge lack of faith huge lack of trust you'll still feel on a level where you feel capable and confident and that you can still enjoy things and still enjoy yourself and nothing's necessarily going wrong. It's just perhaps changing direction. Another thing I always recommend as a daily ritual or something you do regularly is practicing gratitude. So either at the start of the day or at the end of the day is best, but either having a physical or mental gratitude list is so important. Kind of keeping your energy up and your positivity up and keeping this mindset, even if it's a subconscious thing too, of abundance and gratitude and feeling good and appreciating things. And the more you can feel like this, the more you'll kind of attract things of a similar frequency on an energetic level, if that makes sense. There are several other spiritual kind of practices I like to do. Meditation is one of them. Breath work, pranayama is another. Visualization is also really powerful. I don't do this as often, but when I do, I find it really interesting and it always seems to open up something new in my mind. And also affirmations. So we touched on this earlier, but basically all of these practices help you to cultivate more presence. Um, they give you time to kind of rest, nurture yourself. It's like exercise for your mind. It also helps you to be kinder to yourself, helps you to dream big and it helps you to feel more empowered and like so much more is possible. And again, affirmations are really important if you're someone who struggles a lot with like this inner critic, which I think I can speak for everyone listening when I say that's pretty much all of us. So these are just things you can use as tools regularly. Again, you don't have to do them every day, but they're things that really help to kind of shift your mood and mindset if you're feeling a bit low, which inevitably happens. We're always going through ebbs and flows and ups and downs. So it's just good to kind of try different things, dip in and out, know that these tools are kind of available for you as and when you need them. Another thing that it's important to incorporate into your daily routines is to move your body even if it's just stretching or going for a walk also getting out in nature and getting fresh air even if it's not sunny there is so many benefits of being in nature and being outside and similarly to visualizing and meditating journaling is a great practice again to kind of just like we've done here today like spend time reflecting spend time with yourself doing self-inquiry going inward learning more about yourself, understanding more about yourself and just again like gaining more clarity and just ensuring that you're feeling good and that you're on the right track and journaling is also really good if you have specific worries or if you're really struggling with anything it can really help to kind of get things out of your mind and and you'll stop carrying this kind of baggage and it's just a really really nice way to process things. 
other things I like to do uh, when I get into the habit of doing them, I'll read in the morning, even if it's just a couple of pages, or I'll watch a TED talk, or I'll listen to a podcast, or I'll listen to just a song I really like that puts me in a good mood, especially if I don't have much time when I'm getting ready. That's something that just lifts my mood instantly. I also think, and especially at this time of year, it's great to have a loose routine so that you can really prioritise spending time on feeling good and be productive. And these are things we all strive for and it's really hard to always get the balance. So trying to get like a set routine is really important. Mine is always changing, but I always try to do a kind of rough idea of a to-do list and yeah, I try different things at different times. But this year, for example, I've done an annual list of kind of things that I want to keep at the forefront of my mind or things I want to work towards. And then I generally do a weekly schedule too, which I generally do in my calendar so that I kind of block out time and put together kind of a realistic schedule and to-do list on my calendar. And then day to day, if I have a lot of things I need to do, I'll do a daily schedule in my calendar too. And I'll try to kind of schedule these time slots for things that I need to do and colour code which ones are real priorities, which ones I should do if I have time and things that would be kind of nice to have. This is just, it's always helped for me to put it in my calendar rather than writing a note because I end up having notes on my phone, notes on my laptop, 10 pieces of paper floating around my desk and it becomes really overwhelming. So although it's helpful in ways, I'm a very visual learner, it does get very cluttered very quickly. So I try to keep my calendar as like my go-to space where I can feel most organised and on track. Finally, I think it's pretty obvious, but prioritising rest is also key to feeling good and being productive as well. Rest never sounds productive, it sounds counterproductive, and it's something that we find it really hard to do in our modern lives because resting is associated with kind of laziness and not being busy enough, and busyness is associated with being super in demand and very successful, so... You need to kind of shift the mindset here if you're someone that really struggles to rest. I do, and I'm saying things like this all the time. I still struggle. But if you're feeling low, if you're feeling a little bit lost, anytime you're feeling a bit run down or overwhelmed or too busy, that's when you need to prioritise rest more. Um, so, yeah, remember you're not a machine. Go gently on yourself. Prioritise things you enjoy, things that help fuel you and nurture you and yeah be easy on yourself we're here to enjoy ourselves too and just because we're not stressing and struggling doesn't mean we're not succeeding or achieving things so on a parting note I just want to emphasize that the goal setting part of this episode is a great idea and a useful practice to gain clarity and make sure you're focused on what you really want in life but you don't need to keep them firmly in your mind this whole practice is about setting intentions and planting seeds and then trusting they will come to fruition as and when they are supposed to. And they may change, they may show up slightly differently to how you wish or expect, but it's all good and it's all right and it's all needed. And if you can trust the process and if you can trust when things come through that they're exactly as they're intended to be and as they're meant to be, it's just such a beautiful and much easier more effortless way to live. The more you resist or feel lack when things come through that maybe you didn't expect or they didn't come through exactly how you wanted them to, 
the less good it feels and the less naturally your life will be able to unfold and flow. Thank you for tuning in and I'm wishing you all such a good year and a great start to the year especially. Don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed or intimidated this time of year because it's such a nice time of year to kind of reframe, recalibrate and yeah, check in with yourself and, and feel excited for the year to come. I hope it really is a year of depth and meaning and fulfillment and I hope this episode has inspired you and helped you in some way. Come back to it again anytime you need, anytime you feel lost, anytime you need these reminders. And as always, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do recommend it to friends or family you think might enjoy it too. You can also leave a review which helps the visibility of the podcast and for other like-minded people to discover it too. Have a great start to the year and I'll see you again soon.